Hey, Fatfish Heads, it's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms, Fatfish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, flap your fins for the fabulous Fatfish Brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg. A.K.A. Snacks. How you doing? Good, buddy. What show is this? Uh, number 41, sir. Number 41. I've done 41 weeks of shows with you. That's insane. I know. I had to see your, uh, your, your putting them 41 times. But wow. I'm liking it. I'm, you're growing on me, which is a good thing. Wow. I got more hair. The only thing growing with me is my hair and, and uh, my age. And another New Year's coming up. This is our Christmas show, buddy. I want to wish everyone Kwanzaa and Christmas and everything. Hey, holiday you out there in the fat fish world celebrate. We're with you. We celebrate with you. I'm this is my boy right here. We're celebrating everything that good that comes at the end of the year and the start of next year. I agree. Love it. The way I live my life now is love and positivity. If you can't provide that for me. Adios, baby. E-X-I-T. Goodbye. Yeah, because there's just so much hate and toxicity and jealousy in the world now. I just, I, I can't, my, my heart can't take it, you know? And there you're doing. <laughs> so I just showed you something. I gave a little tease. I, I can't, I can't. I, I, there, there's no toxicity when it comes to your recent lift. I got to jump right into it. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. You had a lift experience, so... I've got a couple of pictures, and I just teased it. Yeah. Um, talk about it. Well, I picked up uh, the, I pick up all all sorts of people all over Los Angeles, and I happened to get this ride uh, in Burbank, uh, California, and I picked up this lovely girl. She got in the car, and uh, we you know we started chopping it up from uh, hello, because most women take a look at me in the uh, rear view mirror and say, "Man, that guy's hot." I go, "Yeah, I am hot." But um, I uh, start talking to her and I ask, oh, what do you do for a living? And she says, I'm an actor. I go, wait a minute, I'm an actor too. Oh my gosh, we have something in common. And she goes, well, I'm not that kind of actor. I go, go. And uh, I said, uh, porn? She goes, yep. I go, wow, I almost got into porn. And uh, we I made her laugh. And then we proceeded to talk about the business and she answered all of my questions. And she's just a sweet girl. She started when she was 19 years old from a small town in Texas. And uh, it, she's been in the business five years. And she explained that the physicality of the business it takes its toll on your body because of uh, the different positions you got to get in for the length of time. You've got to stay in that position. And I know this for a fact because I, my, my dear friend, uh, may he rest in peace, Bill Margold was the, uh, the uh, Burt Reynolds and Boogie Nights guy, you know, and he, when people wanted to be a porn star, they came to LA, they stayed in, in his apartment and he tried to talk them out of being a porn star. And um, mostly, uh, most of the time they ended up being in the business and Bill uh, really guided them uh, and held their hand as they entered this, the world of, pornographic movies because people get it taken advantage of and stuff 
So uh, her name is Akira Cole, and uh, there she is. And uh, we we spoke. I mean, there was there was no uh, uh, lapse in conversation, no dead air, kind of like when you and I talk. Hello. Uh, and she, we just spoke about everything in the business, why she got into it and this and that. And she did say if she had to do it all over again, she would have found something else. But she does four scenes a month. She comes in from her uh, small town in Texas and she uh, still enjoys it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a tough business, man. I met, I've, met, I've met a lot of porno stars over the years and uh, you have to date in the industry. And no, you would never, you wouldn't fly 10 minutes in the porno industry. Come on. Did you ever think of uh, doing like one scene in, in a porno before you met your beautiful wife, Vicky? No comment. <laughs> I found shit you wouldn't believe in the 80s. Oh my God. But I got a couple, she's absolutely adorable. Yeah. She's got a phenomenal camel toe. That camel toe is absolutely enticing. It's yes. beautiful. Um, give me her name again. What's her first name? Kira. Kira. There's not a picture of Kira. Look at that. I mean, yeah. forget the porno aspect you just brought up. She's a yeah. beautiful woman. You know, you, a lot, a lot yeah. of porno stars. She's is, is she is, is she American or what? I mean, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, she's says, American. Yeah, she's okay. from uh, the south. And then here's the one. Here's the one picture that I just is stunning, and I know Brad's had this embedded in his mind. Between that, Dunkin' Donuts and Chick-fil-A, look at this. Oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you a tush man, a leg man, a breast man, or a face man? I never ask you that question. I'm a face man. I've got to be able to look at a woman's face in the morning. You know, uh -huh. during the days of the one-night stands, I'm not bragging. I never had any. <laughs> I don't want to be indiscreet and name some of my first girls that I had one-night stands with. Right. You know? Judy Luskin and Diana Carey, but uh, you love when I do that. But you know, there I had a I had a policy: the girl has to be pretty in the face. I don't want to care what the rest of them looks like, but they have to be pretty in the face. You don't want to do what's called a, a coyote, you know what? A coyote bone, where you wake up next morning, look over, and you bite your arm off because you don't want to wake him up. You know, so <laughs> oh, you wouldn't know these things, Brad, because you're a little bit know, you know, coyotes. Who, who talks like this? I don't know, but don't know. Uh, yeah, but again. Kira, I had a great ride with you, and uh, she has my card if she needs anything in LA. She's a sweet girl, and uh, that's one of the best rides I've ever had. You know, she she told me stories. I talked about your good buddy Ron Jeremy, how he used to come by the Hollywood Tropicana, and uh, you know, she's oh by the way, she's not an actress. She says, God, I, I get the script sometimes. That day, I like to look at the script and kind of get into character. And uh, and she gets really pissed when they do, you know, they're very disorganized in the business. And, you know, she, you know, gets called last minute, things get canceled. Not like uh, the business that uh, we're in where, you know, uh, time is money, baby. Time is money. But uh, but I met her and she's really a big star. I didn't know because I, I haven't, uh, I, I, you know, I haven't really dulged uh my uh guilty pleasure of porn for many many years i uh I, to segue into something that's positive we want to end are we going to still be positive it's the holiday season we're getting close uh, to new year's i mean i've had you in my life uh thank god doing this almost the entire year we started in the beginning of march i don't usually do this 
and throw out shout outs and do accolades. But we had a guy on our podcast named John Orlando last week. And we had the biggest bump up on our look at our if you look at our banner below, you folks and listeners. We're on Podbean, which is just it's a wonderful um listening tool if you can't watch us and gets us to all kinds of outlets with Instagram, what have you. It's it's a great priority for us. We had the biggest bump up on Podbean since we had Tony Orlando on. And if you could go back and watch John Orlando, he tells a story in 17 minutes and 35 seconds about one getting fired in the rain, working at a just a, a nice upscale sort of a you know a, a gym store, gym gym clothes store in Brentwood. He tells the guy working there, I'm gonna go to Vegas when ten thousand dollars are going to Benny Hanna's. And he turns that whole story into who he met, who he gambled with, what he did. It's almost like Hangover stole that from him, you know, because this happened before Hangover came out. Thank you, John Orlando from John from uh, Brad. Now you've been good to us in the past, and you've been good for our numbers. He's a great man. He's a great guy, and having his dad on and uh, John, father's son, uh, both shows were fantastic. And uh, even Tony told stories about Freddie Prince. Go back in our archives and uh, watch these shows. They're always under an hour. And uh, and how about the story about uh, John? John lost his mom uh, about a, a week, week and a half ago. He told an incredible story about his mom, Elaine, how she got on a bus in Florida, I think in the 60s, and uh, she went to the back of the bus. So the bus driver pulls the bus over and goes back and says, listen, you can't sit here. You got to sit in the front of the bus. You know, uh, segregation, all that bullshit. Rosa Parks, you know, she was an amazing woman. So this was the white Jewish Rosa Parks. And uh, she says, I'm not moving. You No, call the police. He goes, well, I'll have to. Police come, take her off the bus. And she goes, what's your problem? I, I, that's where I wanted to sit. And that's it. Well, you can't. The laws say whatever. And he, he, she goes, uh, well, I'm not. I'm going to get back on another bus and I'm going to sit where I want to sit. Well, we got to take you to the uh, the uh, the Florida border. They they drove her to the Florida border, let her out wherever that next state was, and that was it. But she so stood since, up. Since Brad just ruined two minutes and thirty five seconds telling his story, John Orlando's story. Go back and watch John Orlando's take of it because there's more drama to it. And I'm just joking. I'm just bagging on you, yeah. uh, Brad. Check out this mug that I found. This is I have an announcement. I have moved on. This will be my last show. I found another partner. Good. And, you, uh, yeah. you, you, you and Daly or John Hyde. No, have a great no, time. no, no, no. John's a great guy. I don't know why. He's a great guy. He, uh, yeah. he partnered up with <laughs> you earlier. I'm going with a man named John Hyatt. This is a great man who has spent the last 30 years in strip clubs. And he is the, I call him the owner because any strip club he goes to in, in Vegas, they wave him in. No cover. They put him in the bar, get him anything he wants. I don't know who he has pictures of, but he'll be my new partner starting uh, next week. It's very exciting. Good. Then I, I got some for you. This is the new mug that's out. It's got a cup of fuck off coffee. One splash of, <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> One dash of, stick it up your ass. You don't have to read it. Wait, 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 read wait, it. It's wait, so wait, funny. Wait, wait. But wait, wait, these I want two you to cups start are coming over. out with the Grinch. You could walk into any, like, you could walk into these stores, like Target, not Target. But you find you walk into these stores that sell all kinds of mug and go, so what the hell is this? This is great. That's really not the kind of Christmas we want or Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate for yourselves. But it's kind of nice to know that we have some sense of humor. 
Brad, let's let's, wait, wait, let's wait, go wait, on wait, to sports. I've hold got it. I've got to hit you up on this before I show you some stats because you're my NBA aficionado. Stop talking. Put that back up. I need you to read it for our listeners. They can't see it. Can you can you pop that back up? There, yeah. read it, please. Yeah. Once it's a cup of fuck off. It's a picture of the Grinch, and it says a cup of fuck off coffee, and it says one splash of no one cares, <laughs> one dash of kiss my ass, <laughs> add more fuck yous, a pinch of blow me, and then stir, <laughs> shove it up your ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to name the store. But watching a lady ring this up was the funniest thing on the planet. It's oh, it's the funniest great. thing on the planet because they look at, oh, there's a price. Oh my God. You know, it's funny as hell. But it's funny. Look. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> crazy, 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 that's crazy. Funny. And speaking about, you know, a, a, a fuck off coffee and just, you know, I'm, I've become a bigger Warrior fan because of you. And Steve Kerr, but he's got a head case on his hand. And Draymond Green, if, if since our last show with Orlando, yeah. um, this this guy is just a cornucopia of getting um, suspended. What's your take on that? Has Kerr told you anything? If the guy's a superstar. How does this end? Um, no, I just uh, was uh, uh, texting with Steve. Uh, Stephen A. Smith opened his big mouth, of course, always. And he he uh, he, threw, he threw some shade at Steve for not having uh, Stefan uh, step up and you know kind of you know be the leader of the team. He is the leader. He's a silent leader. You know his uh, you know his his skills are on the court. You know he leads by example. So Steve defended Steph, and then, you know, of course, uh, Stephen A. Smith backs up like the coward that he is. And I, I piled on. I go, Stephen A. Smith, and that's bullshit and all this stuff. And, and Steve liked that. He goes, I had Steph's back, and you got my back. I go, always, baby, always. So, yeah, Steve has got a little bit of a problem on his hands. You know, it's kind of a good analogy is like when you meet a girl and she's a little nuts, she's always great in the saccharino. She's a great lover. Okay. I don't know if you know about that, but you know, I've lived a very full life. But um, with Draymond, he's crazy and he's crazy good. I mean, he's an incredible player, but it's getting to a point where it's affecting the team. It's affecting other. I mean, this has happened before, by the way. This has happened way, a lot of times with him. That why he's slapping that guy in the face or backhanding and whatever he did was uncalled for, didn't need to happen, and uh, the team suffers. <clears throat> well, it's it's got to end because, you know, if this is the if the 12th man on the team, the guy's cut. But Draymond is a superstar in this league as far as talent. You're right. Yeah. I remember years ago, and this, I've never seen this happen, either of you and you're a big fan, is when they were in the finals against Cleveland and he just took out Kyrie Irving and they suspended him for the rest of the finals games and they lost. They lost to Cleveland, LeBron's first championship, and they would have won that too. They were a much better team than the Cleveland Cavaliers were. And I don't know when this ends. I don't. I mean, I I know I have a funny feeling. This is Steve Kerr's last year. I have a gut feeling that he's really? done. You know, I don't know about that, but I will say, you know, people, you know, Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith, steps up and says uh, Curry should pull him aside, be a leader, do all that. He probably did. <laughs> How does, how does Stephen A. Smith know he didn't do that? 
That's what I don't like. People assuming things. Because when you make a, when you assume things, you make an ass out of you and me. So with that said, Steph does what Steph does. They have uh, four championships. They're going to get other. They're going to get more championships, and we're going to see how this plays out to be continued. I agree with you. What, what Stephen A. Smith? What, what what could Steph do? This is a guy. This Draymond Green's personality. This is the way he is. That anger oh, yeah, issues. Yeah, right. And right, he takes right. it out on the court. Um, yeah. I have a problem with a lot of the. I, I, you know, I, I want one of them to sponsor us, but I got a problem with people saying that the NBA is more popular than the NFL. Let me show you. You're a big Nielsen guy. Let me show you this stat. Yeah. Most watched sports leagues, average U.S. viewership per game. NFL. This is for our listeners. I mean, the viewers can yeah. see this. The picture of Mahomes and a picture of uh, yeah. Victor Wadabanebo, like the new, yeah. whatever you say, then the new um, superstar stud rookie on the Spurs. Yeah. yeah. 9.2 million people watch yeah. an average NFL game. All right. I will say this. Seven? What? I, I will say this. Hang on, let me you finish. Right oh, in, let, me go, let me go through the stature and you, you can talk. Uh, oh, okay. Sure. 711,000 people watching an, uh, an average NBA game. This is really interesting to me. This is the stat I want you to really expound on because it goes back to our youth. 398,000 people watch an average NHL game on one of the bigger major outlets like ESPN, TNT. 378 for Major League Baseball, and then 133,000 for Major League Soccer. And soccer is growing, obviously, in this country. But when Brad and I were younger, that hockey thing was a lot lower and baseball was a lot higher. But I get football. But the NBA, I have a problem with this stat because Dave uh, Adam Silver said, we're going to take down the NBA, we're going to take down the NFL on Christmas Day, and they try. I, I promise you. When you put the Lakers and the Warriors on up against the Raiders and the Chiefs, the Raiders and the Chiefs are going to get more people watching in the nation than that game. Two reasons. One, you get 17 games. And how many NBA games are on after? How many games NBA games you get? 82? Yes. You're up. Here's my thing. Basketball is more popular around the world than football. Okay? Around the world. Global. Uh, Jordan, uh, Bird, Magic, they started it. Jordan took the torch. And, I mean, you go to any country, Japan, you go through Asia, you go through Middle East. I mean, they love basketball. But you're right. People in America love football. They love – it's a violent sport. I mean, it's it, that's what I don't like about it, how violent it is. You know, these concussions and – you know, look at look at uh, look at Aaron Rodgers, right? First, uh, you know, first series, you know, first series, and he blows out his Achilles, right? That's it. He's done. And by the way, he's not coming back this year. I saw a story good. yesterday. Yeah, but good. Yeah. That that's but, that's a great. I agree with you. And the problem is that the the NFL is very popular here. But if you look at that number, the bottom yeah. sport, soccer, is the most popular sport in the world, and then. Basketball is second in most popular sport in the world next to soccer. Believe it or not, baseball is more popular in the world than it is than the NFL. Actually, hockey is also. It's just here, the NFL yeah. and college football are, are huge. And I thought, yeah. hey, you know what? Um, it, it's, it's an it. You're, I, I don't know what it is. It's the violence. It's the, it's the, we get our instant gratification. I love football. You know that? I love college football. 
I guess it's this. It's like life. Every every day you live your life, you know, you, you live it through one, you go point A to point B. You get and you get so many moments in your life that you could get lucky or do something. Football's the same way. In baseball, you lose next day, you know. Great statement. I'll let you I want your answer on this one, your opinion. I heard Vince Lombardi, the great football uh, legend, legendary coach of the Green Bay Packers, say, you know, guys, if you start out 0-5 in the NBA or Major League Baseball, big deal. You got many games to make that up. You start out 0-5 in the NFL, and coaches are probably looking for jobs next season. Yeah. Look what happened to the uh, Chargers coach. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The Raiders coach. (laughs) Yeah. Here's my theory. Do you notice what they did with baseball? They sped it up. The pitcher yeah. has to hit, you know, pitch the ball within like, I don't know, 15 seconds or something. It was so slow. These games lasted three, three and a half hours, four hours. People don't want to watch that. So they had to, you know, tweak it here and there. I still don't understand something. What is this interplay in the NBA? Is it basically to give these teams incentive and, and $500,000 if they win? It's it's confusing. It's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll right. make it. Yeah. Trying to build ratings, and it's it's an it's an in play uh, tournament, yeah. and the Lakers yeah. want it. Right. They put a they put a banner up, and that pissed a lot of people off. You want a big right. deal. Now they've lost yeah. four in a row since then. I, that's what I'm saying. Well, who cares about the banner? <laughs> what are they doing? I know. It's, I know. It's everything. It's you know, sports has changed. Yeah. You know, someone one of my I, it's funny. I want to bring this up on the show. One of my customers, Paulie, said to me, "Hey, can you not coach? You used to coach me uh, little league baseball for years and years and years, like your dad did." I said, "And I got a problem right now, because when Brad Grumberg and Eric Snyder played the league baseball, the first and second and third place teams got trophies. Now, in every even Nevada, I'm sure it's in California. If you if you have a ten team league, every team gets a trophy and a party. And I think that sports builds competition." It teaches you life as a kid. You know, you got you got to compete. You might not win all the time, but you're going to compete. Same thing. Take that analogy of competition to what you do. You have to you have to go on an audition to get a job. So you know, if you're a winner and you've won before, I'm bringing my A game every time. If you're a loser, you got to learn how to get that A game. Am I right? I totally agree with you. And it's interesting. The analogy is this: when I go on the field and 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 do my audition i do the best i can it's my interpretation of how i'm going to play this and sometimes most of the time as an actor you lose you you leave the field they never call you right same thing with sports there's winners and losers and you've got to fall down and get up before you're ever like what was the uh was it lebron i don't know who said it but it it was so poignant you have to graduate from the university of failure until you can graduate from the university of being a winner. You have to learn and accept to lose like somebody we know running for president again. You lose, you lose. Guess what? You lose. Okay. Even if you like him, you don't like what it doesn't matter. It's part of life. Okay. And you're right. Why do you give every fucking kid a fucking trophy? Are they all the same size? I, I don't understand. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. I coach Pee Wee basketball. And yes, everybody got trophies. It, Bullshit. It it's not a good message for our youth, right? Can you imagine, can you imagine you're the head coach. Bradley Grumberg is coaching youth basketball off of Sunset and Barrington in Brentwood. And here, yeah. here, here little Stewie. Park. 
Your little Stewie. We finished the one and twelve. Here's your big trophy. You know, yeah. I mean, because yeah. you're supposed to make kids feel good and happy and not yeah. tell them. But I agree, you have to lose. You have to fail, or you have to learn failure before and then build yourself up. I mean, you know, it, it, Rocky, Rocky Bell. You love Rocky. Rocky said it, and Rocky and Rocky Balboa. He said, "Is that how hard you could hit and go down? It's how you get up and hit back." You know, so that's we're giving you our life's lesson. <laughs> hey, I, Craig Persky, a very good friend of the show, one of my best friends, said, I need you to ask Brad this. And I said, I will do it on the show and I'll give you two minutes. Give us an update because we followed this and carried this story ever since its inception. The You guys ratified the actor SAG after ratified the agreement. But Craig, one you know, is, is in the business, and he's not finding work anytime soon. What are you hearing when things are starting up? What about your life? Give me take as much time as you want. What about your career? Have you, are you hearing anything? And when can we start seeing new content on some of the shows? I mean, we know streaming has everything bundled. You know, they have sixty-eight things that are in the can. But when we can we start seeing new content from shows that we like? Well, Craig, I love him. Great guy. He's in another side of the business. It's called pornography. I'm in the real. I'm in the real. <laughs> I'm in the real world of, of acting and producing and directing content. Well, our business is in shambles. Okay, uh, Bob Iger, Zaslav, this asshole from uh, Disney. I mean, from uh, Discovery, and there might be a merger between Paramount and Warner Brothers. They might come together. But wow. I heard a story yesterday that it, it doesn't basically um, Summer Redstone's wife is, el, you know, older now. She wants out. OK, um, Warren Buffett, he bought a lot of stock in uh, uh, Paramount, thinking that she was going to she was going to, uh, you know, uh, find a, a better home for it. And then she could take her, her winnings and move on in her life. But they say that that merger doesn't really benefit either company. It really doesn't. So I don't even know if that's going to happen. But to answer Craig's question, we're we're months away, a year away from getting everything back in, like back back on the track. You know, there is people there's shows that have been picked up, but who knows when they go into production? When they go into production, it takes let's say, so for streaming shows they do like eight, but on network shows they do like from 18 to 22 um we're in we're fucked okay i'm just being honest uh i had one gig i was blessed that one get a, a voiceover gig for a show a movie incredible movie my buddy pete siegel from uh uh tommy boy who directed uh tommy boy it's called uh, there was a movie he did called my spy now this is my spy Two, and uh david batista He's a great actor. He's, oh, yeah. He was a, yeah, he was a, a WWE wrestler. Hilarious. Ken Jun's in it. Uh, Craig Robinson's in it. And I, I looped it. I did voices for the movie. Oh, my goodness. I was crying laughing. It was so good. It's going to be great. It's going to come out next year. So I got that gig because guess what? It's not what you know. It's who you know. For all the kids out there. Be nice to people. Be kind to people like John Orlando was taught by his mom. Be kind because you got to know people in the biz. You can go on a thousand auditions, Fish, and get nothing. That's what, that's what happened to me. I, I went out. Then 
I got avails. Avails are, they go, oh, we like fish and we like grunny for the part. So they lock us up. And then in the end, this is the saddest thing. You're all excited about getting the commercial or the TV show. They, they pick the guy, which they probably picked me. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't even call you to tell you didn't get it. It's like you never even tried out for the, it's, it's, listen, our business is so fucked up. Um, but it, we're, we're a long way from getting things going again. You know, there are shows that, oh, my brother's on a show, uh, JJ Abrams produced called Duster. It's on going to be on uh, uh, HBO Max. They only did four episodes. They got to come back and do four more. Let me tell you something. And usually during the holidays, everything, everything shuts down. Right. But we've already been on a holiday for 114 days. I was striking. I was walking the line, you know. I met this great guy on the line. I don't know if I told you. I, I went most of the time in front of 20th Century Fox because my career is like one big circle. Um, I used to go there to watch um, with uh, uh, a wonderful producer named Mr. Pfeiffer. He used to he took us to the uh, lot. We watched SWAT being filmed, and we watched MASH being filmed, and then we went in the commissary, of course, because I was hungry. And we had a sandwich <laughs> with, uh, with Deke. Deke was the uh, African-American SWAT officer. He ate lunch with us. So then I ended there. Then I graduated college, became a waiter in the commissary where I where it was when I was 12 years old with Deke. Then I was in Revenge of the Nerds, another Fox show. Uh, so I, I, was, I decided to do all of my pick, uh, you know, striking and picketing in front of Fox. So I meet, meet this one guy. He's a writer. He said to me, I've been in every strike line. I've done this for 25 years. I'm a writer. I've written 16 scripts that have been bought, but none of them have ever been made. That's sad. 16 scripts in his career. They, they bought them all, but they all sit on the shelf. So hey, real our, quick, speaking yeah, yeah. of scripts, you yeah. sent me one. I don't know if you want me to say it. I'm ten. Yeah. I I started reading ten pages of it. It's phenomenal, you know. Oh, and thank you. That's you know what I'm talking about. You want to want to talk about it? Yeah. Or no, it was so good. About, yeah, are you talking about slices? Absolutely. The first ten Slice. pages. Now I'm gonna I'm, I'm hooked. When I get done with you, I'm gonna read the rest of it. Okay, great. I love it. Maybe I should get done with you now. <laughs> <laughs> slices is a movie, a low budget horror film. Good film. Written by okay, so. Uh, the story goes, Mel Brooks, the legend, comedy uh, writer, producer, <laughs> director, actor, he, his right-hand man, Steve Haberman, and Steve Haberman has a PhD in horror, in horror films. He knows everything about horror films, okay? And he wrote movies like Life Stinks, Dracula Dead and Loving It, um, and some other films with Mel Brooks and Rudy DeLuca. So Mel Brooks says, hey, write a movie, a horror film <clears throat> that I can write a uh, check for. So they write a movie called Slices, and they really could cool. never raise the money. And uh, so now I picked it up, and I got with Lauren Francesca, who this is her genre. Lauren is a fantastic actor, but also an amazing producer and director. So I brought them all together, brought the team together, and we are trying, we're, after the first year, we're going to go out and try to raise the money for it. But it is such a great film. Basically, it's this is the film. Uh, there's a, there's a neighborhood where this this kid hates everybody in the neighborhood. He's in his 30s, so he decides he's going to kill everybody. 
and he kills the pizza the pizza delivery guy first right kills him and takes all his shit then he goes around as the pizza delivery guy and kills everybody with the pizza slicer and it's not a movie yet everybody made it's, it's a script and it was I he goes no, read this movie. what do you think and I said wow phenomenal and it's there's so much yeah, great yeah, stuff out there that I will tell you one of my favorite films of all time it it's it's sometimes you see a film and it becomes such a cult film you know it didn't do good at the box office did you see Napoleon Dynamite yes okay I want to be this guy I want because I could throw a football I'm an excellent I want to be that guy and people call me this people call me Uncle Rico my oh, nephew really? Brian oh. does because we get out and throw a football because you know remember remember his character was he's a washed up high school guy and yeah. he just sits there with his football and throws it all over the place and he looks at Napoleon one day and says you know if coach put me in the fourth quarter we could have won state and he says yeah. see that mountain I can throw this football over the mountain and it was a funny gotta watch it that's the that's the actor John was it Keys Creeds uh, yeah. yeah. um, really and good just I want to play that guy so if you can get the rights to the sequel I'm in. Check out yeah. this meme. We're gonna get in trouble, but I love woke. I love fucking with woke culture. <laughs> Wash your hands after using the bathroom. Otherwise, this becomes okay. The Wash your hands after using the restroom. And there's right. two guys that are shaking hands. Right. I got and it. And it says, otherwise, this could turn into this. And both guys have each the hands down each other's pants. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, yeah. Could you? Could I'm you not gonna even. I'm not. I'm getting out of this. Okay, yeah, break, you don't break, get it. it. I, it's not funny and nice try. Hey, I like it. I, you know, but the things you like, I hate, and the things I love, you hate. So that's great. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something. Hey, what I love, I love that. What do you like? Oh <laughs> yes, we do love that. Oh, hey, you know, so back nice. back when I was doing other podcasts, I had this. The, I found a commercial. Okay. I, I have a, a major yeah, technical yeah. difficulty yeah, here. Let me ask you a question. What's wrong with you? This is the perfect deodorant for your ball sacks. No more powder in your wig. No more extra cologne for your balls. Mando stops odor before it starts down there where everything is really close together. I created the world's first whole body deodorant called Lumi. But so many men like reached out to me and said, will you please create a deodorant that I can use everywhere on my body for men. We want cologne quality scents. We want it to be outrageously effective, but it cannot be a product that was created by a gynecologist. So here I am, your friendly gynecologist, letting you know about Mando. Mando is the first ever whole body deodorant for men. Mando can be used on your pits, your packages, and your feet. We have three amazing scents, my favorite, bourbon leather. There's bourbon, vanilla, and leather. It's it's just rugged and clean. My husband just used it this morning and I can't stop sniffing him. Pro Sport, super clean. This is kind of like the best smelling soap in your life. Mount Fuji is spicy. It's minty. It's eucalyptusy. It's a little bit tree-like, so you can't go wrong. Cologne quality scents, outrageously effective odor control, stops odor before it even starts on pits, packages and feet <laughs> now this is the one i got i, I we got the most 
complaints about. Let's let, look at, we're gonna go back and watch this one. It's a pea-sized amount of Lumi applied between your butt cheeks like this. I will demonstrate. Just kidding, I won't. Like this. We put Lumi to the test and compared it to a shower. 12 hours after a shower with soap and water, the average crotch has an odor score of five to six out of 10. 12 hours after a shower and applying Lumi, you're at a zero out of 10, no odor all day. I'm not a mathematician, but I think it means that Lumi is infinitely more effective than a shower alone. So just take a shower or shower with Lumi and be zero out of 10. That is funny. You know what's amazing about that? Are they saying you don't need to take a shower? You just grab those tubes, rub it on your ball sack and maybe your shaft, and then you put you put the other one in your in your butt crack and forget about a shower. Just use this uh, these ointments. Oh my goodness! She's a doctor, and she created oh, Lumi. Yeah. She created Lume, the first, the second one I showed you for women for their you yeah. know what's, and then yeah. she just came out with this new thing when she I, I when I saw that. I yeah. said, I got to download that because it was, she goes, I, I put this on my, <laughs> I can't, can't stop sniffing my husband, you know? And I just thought about what a uh, wonderful present to get Brad Gromberg. That would be wait, the greatest you, thing for you. When I was over your house, I, you know, you went to the bathroom and I started, you know, sniffing around, you know, I found a box of that stuff for your ball sack. You have like a big box. What, right. What's that there you mean? go. Yeah. So I keep fucking up. <laughs> And I That's keep going to this one funny. thing. And this is the holidays. We're going to get into the holidays right now, first. What? This what is, is going on with you? This is the, I'll, I'll edit all that shit out. This is Jewish, one of the greatest scenes yeah. I've ever seen. This is the Jewish family from the movie yeah. Avalon. And it takes place during Thanksgiving. And this is just, this will remind you of any one of your aunts and uncles. And this happens at every single holiday back in the 50s. You started without me? You cut the turkey without me? Come on, we leave. They start without us, we go. Every year you are late, Gabriel. We were hungry, the kids wanted to eat, we were ready, we couldn't wait. You're all flesh and blood and you couldn't wait? You cut the turkey? That's it. That's the last time we come for Thanksgiving. Gabriel. Happens in every Jewish family. Oh, God. I think it's every family. Tell me you've never gone to a dinner back in the day when all the, you know, you're, you're, when, you're, when you're Jerry and Sandy, their brothers and sisters or family, they, with the, there's a kid's table. Remember the kid's table? Unbelievable. I have a theory about being late. Stay with me on this. It's disrespectful. Forget about Thanksgiving and all these other things. Regular life after the holidays are over. If I say to you, let's meet for lunch and let's talk about uh, our next Fat Fish episode, number 42, and you're late without texting or calling and say, I'm parking or uh, there's traffic, that's fucking disrespectful. I have a 15 minute window, 15, sometimes 20 minute. If you don't show up, guess what? I'm gone. What's your theory about that being late? Hate it. I yeah. can't stand it. Yeah. I there's an old coach, New York Giants football coach named Tom Coughlin, the greatest line ever. He goes, When I call a meeting and you're 15 minutes early, you're late. You know? Um, I, I'm very 
You know, when I used to manage bars, I had two rules. Show up on time and don't steal. And I'll know if you're doing both. I had to like I had to let people go because they couldn't get to work on time. Uh, which means I'm paying the person overtime who's already been there eight hours and wants to go home and see their family. And there's a what's there's a there's a word for there's like a new word now that people they get challenged by doing they have to get to work right at eight o'clock. No, be at work at 10 minutes to eight. Exactly. Right. I agree. No, it's disrespectful and people are not organized. And uh, I'm always early. Whenever I get a gig, acting gig, voiceover gig, I'm always early. Sometimes a half hour early. So I go through my phone. I just, you know, because being late, it's it's a bad look, a real bad look. I, I, get, I agree. Speaking about thank you so much, I want to talk about something I'm doing right now. I, 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 got, I just can't stop looking at this girl. Stop going back to Kira. Please. Oh, Center my bar. Jesus. All right. She's nice. Um, sure I'm, I'm up. Beautiful. I'm up. We, we we had a wonderful guest on our show, a very good friend named Andrew Klein. And he had a terrible tragedy in his life that his daughter committed suicide because she was bullied. Well, I'm on Facebook and I see that um, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul of Breaking Bad are starting this campaign called Bar Boss basically directed at people in my industry are you a bar boss and what it entails is the most votes you get and the more people listen to your spiel about anti-bullying which i'm going to do a whole thing about and make a speech uh two, two things could happen you get your net you get your picture on bartenders magazine you win money but the main thing is it's about anti-bullying so if you watch our podcast go to facebook go to anything you can find me on instagram I'll, get, I'll put all, everything out there on our banner next couple of weeks. If I win this thing, it's really good for anti-bullying. And Brad's buddy, Andrew Klein, is going through hell the rest of his life. It, it's a philanthropy that I want to get in because, Brad, pick up your cell phone. Tell everyone the line that you said. That, well, I'll refresh you. When, you. when Brad and I were younger, we, we if you were bullied, you didn't take it home with you. What does a cell phone do, Brad? I'll repeat what you said. When you're bullied at school, after school, it stops at school until the next day. But when you, uh, but with a cell phone, it continues on to when you go home, when you, before you go to sleep. Kids text all day long. They don't call, they text. And Molly was bullied on this cell phone relentlessly. And she could not take it anymore. And she ended her life. And you know what? Those kids should be held ac accountable for her suicide. It's ridiculous. It's mean. It's nasty. And it's got to stop. Okay? Listen, there, well, are popular, there are popular kids. There are not. They're nerds. There's jocks. There, there's all sorts of different, uh, you know, groups in college in high school you know there's all sorts you know you hang out with the beautiful people you hang out with the the nerds you hang out by yourself a buddy of mine his name was dan his name is dan he came from another school he was so lonely couldn't make friends he ate lunch in the bathroom because people would come in and he felt like he was uh, a part of something because he had no friends and he ended up being one of the more popular guys in my high school but can you imagine coming from another state, knowing nobody, 
walking into high school. Everybody has their cliques. And this guy had no one to eat lunch with. And he ate lunch in the bathroom. True story. Well, it's, ter- it's, it's just terrible. Yeah, I, I just, I'm sick because I, what I do and you do, when we see those kids on the uh, lunch benches sitting alone or on the grass sitting alone, you and I go up on either either side of them and they say, how you doing? What's your name? Oh, my name is Mitch. Nice to meet you, Mitch. How you doing? Who's this? Oh, I'm, I'm Gloria. Nice to meet you, Gloria. And we become their friends, right? That's what we do. That's how we roll. And there's a lot it, of love. When you, when you, when I was, if you're a bully back in the day in the seventies, like that, it wasn't that kind of the stuff that goes on because there was no social media. You couldn't, couldn't go home and look at day what people were saying about you on Instagram and Facebook and just being berated by it. It was usually a jock, a big jock will walk next to you in the hall. If you're carrying your trombone and hit you like that, you know, knocking down right. that kind of shit. But it's interesting that at, at an irony is that one day I'm on social media and I see that Cranston and Aaron Paul, two wonderful actors, are involved in this campaign. And it, it, it and then it envelopes bartenders. And it also is a passion that Brad and I have to eradicate from and educate people. So I don't want to get to it. This is our holiday show. I yeah. don't want to get too Debbie Downer on it. Right. Um, Brad, I need you. We have, we're plenty of time. Um, what about the are you the kind of guy that really celebrates the holidays and the and the Christmas time and the Hanukkah and the New Year? Because you seem like the kind of guy, and this is not funny, this is actually the truth and it's and it's good, it's a good virtue you have. You're the kind of guy that gives all year round. And that's what I want to do. I don't my well, my dad, rest in peace, Marvin, he would say, get the, <laughs> Christmas and Hanukkah is a goddamn government generated holiday to stimulate the economy at the end of the year. And right. you think about it, you know, conspiracy theorists, um, why why do I have to give you a present in December? Why can I give it to you in April? I like that. No. I like Are you that, that way? No, uh, no. I um, I like to touch lives year round. And it doesn't have to be a, something from Target. You know, if a, if a kid doesn't have a gift, I'll do something to make that happen. Very interesting thing. My friend Brenton Early, a very uh, great guy, great family guy very religious guy. Uh, He's a producer and a director. He came to me early in our friendship and said, you know what I've been doing? I've been reading the Santa letters. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, I get a, I go to the post office and I get the Santa letters and I play Santa. So if a kid says, I want a picture of Eric fish Schneider for Christmas. I will get a picture of Eric Fish Schneider, uh, like Burt Reynolds in that famous picture in his birthday suit with his legs crossed. And I'll get that to that kid or that uh, that woman, whoever, whoever has a crush on you. But no, with on a serious note, I would get those gifts and I would send them to the mother or the father for the kid and saying this. I, I read his letter. It was so nice. It was so beautiful. I got his, you know, that the toy he really wanted, and I want to send it to you, and you got to put it under the tree and say it's from Santa. So that's what I, I've been doing. I also go down and, you know, to the Midnight Mission and help with the, um, you know, the meals, the free meals, 
And I'm not the guy, you know, there's always this celebrity or whoever likes to be in the line when the when the news crews come and they're, you know, they're taking the uh, the, the turkey and the, uh, you know, the the uh, cherry pies and, you know, the stuffing. And they're, you know, they got the photo op. Guess what I wanted to do? I want to clean up. So I cleaned up all the all the tables for the next crew to come in because I really wanted to meet the people. I met a mother with her kids who hadn't eaten in like two weeks. I'm like, oh man, that's oh, the man. worst. I, I don't buy it. I, I, I buy all your philanthropy. I've heard Lauren tell me that you go yeah. and buy fucking hundred dollars yeah. worth of McDonald's. Yeah. We talked about that in the show. There's no way you're working a soup kitchen or a line at the Midnight Mission, and there's a buffet of food, and you're doing you're doing one no. scoop on your plate, one scoop <laughs> on their plate. Trust uh, me, you're eating more than they are. You're not. There's just no way you're going hungry, buddy. No way. Uh, no, I like you. Listen, you. you Listen, those stories are all true. Um, I'm usually loading up my car at the end. I don't want any food to go to waste. Um, but no, I... Uh, I Have like you ever I been said, thrown out of a buffet? Uh, Has anyone ever said to you, you're eating too much, get out? You know, because... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah you, you did the last time I was at your house. Yeah. Or, or the restaurant. Or, or when you said, anything you want. Yeah, Brad right. goes through my. Put you threw me. Remember, you brought the cops in. They they had to cuff me, and uh, they had they had to hog tie me, and they had to take me out. I I, I said this guy told me I can have anything I want. I'm not done yet, officer. Let me taste out Grumberg. I bring him in my in, in, into my beautiful house, and he doesn't notice any of the furniture, my beautiful backyard, the hardwood floors that I put in. He goes right towards your pantry and right towards your refrigerator, and then he criticizes what's in there. What you don't have frosted flakes? You have actually healthy cereals, you know. What's this vegan shit? What? There's no flavor yogurt, you know. Where are the ding dongs? What's this tofu ice cream, you know, and stuff like that? With the ding dongs, you're the ding dong, you know. So, hey, you know, we talk about your family a lot. We're gonna, you know, and um, I want to ask Jerry and Sandy, and you're so blessed to have your parents in Cincinnati, but. I'm going to go first this one and show you a picture. I always showed your picture. I want to tell you, as we end this holiday show, people have had the greatest influence on your life. And I found a picture. Wow. Be tough on me just doing this one. This gentleman I'm going to show you is the greatest male influence in my life. And the beauty in the middle is someone I lost very dear to me. And the right is my grandmother, my nanny. That's Lenny. That's my grandfather. Wow. Right. Lenny Agins. He's just a wonderful, uh, great personality. Reminded me of Rodney Dangerfield as far yeah. as his humor. And looks, look at the eyes. Oh, they're like Rodney Dangerfield. That's my nanny Rose. Right. And that beauty who was modeling at the time was my is my mother, Roberta. And Your mom uh, we lost her this year. And Your the holidays meant everything to her. Oh, nice. So oh, instead yeah. of being a Debbie Downer and going that way, I get a guy like Grumberg that always brings me up. You know, because sometimes the holidays aren't fun when you lose loved ones. So I show pictures of his family, but I found this. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to put it on the show. Look how beautiful my look. Everyone thinks your mom is beautiful. beautiful. Was my mom a beauty or what? Look at, okay. Look at the, look at her mother looking at her and how proud she is. Look at Nanny yeah. looking at your mom and she's going, that's my daughter. I love it. And look, and look at Kramer looking at us like Kramer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your grandpa, Lenny. Oh, that's a really great picture. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it is. And, and that, you know, you know that, that's what you think of the holidays is 
you know, how can I, how can I convey to my friends like Brad and my family, my son, my wife, how can I give to them like they constantly gave to me with, with right. tutelage and laughter, always laughter. Laughter is everything, you know? And all right, I'm done I'm with that. Give me, finish, finish. It, Stop talking for a second. In that picture, look how everybody dressed back then to the nines, you know, a nice suit, a beautiful dress. And look at me, sweats and a t-shirt and an overshirt. That's, my, that's how I roll. You look fine. I've never got you know, you know, the I I you, you look. I make funny all the time, but you're always dressed nice. You're dressed. You came to Vegas and stuff like that. I mean, you're not. You're not. A, you're not a, I take a you're shower. Not a, you're not a schlub. You know. No, I, um, but I do I put that ointment very, on my. But I do put I'm that ointment on my balls. I put that ointment on the, my balls, uh, it, and it <laughs> smells great. It smells great. You know what you should do, and you hate when I do this. You're gonna tell me don't do it. Next time you want to put something on your balls. Put that on your balls. <laughs> oh, That's man. your holiday present. All right. So sweet. She's nicer than she's hot. I'm telling you, she's really hot. sweet, girl. I hey, did her. you? I'm not gonna ask that. I can't do this in front of America. We haven't too many listeners, but oh, okay. I can imagine the fantasies. I will tell you this. I dropped off in Calabasas. We had our pleasantries at the end. So nice to meet you. We had a great talk. Blah blah blah. She has a boyfriend. She's happy. But, you know, as she got out of the car, uh, I mean, I, I didn't even let her close the door. I took a U-turn and I parked like way in the back in the parking lot. And, you know, I went through my phone looking for her and I found her right away. You know, I had, I had listen, it was important for me to look at a couple of her scenes. So that being said, because I knew when I you know, you got to talk about your package and balls. And now we find a woman that has a nice thing called Mando, which are, maybe they could sponsor us because you're a perfect, perfect guinea pig for that kind of stuff. Talk about the holiday for you. I'm, I'm going to let you close the show out. Um, we have a few minutes here. Talk about you have Jerry, you have Sandy, you got your beautiful brother, your beautiful sister, their nephew. You got a lot of nephews. There's no nieces. Um, is there a get together? Do you guys... Do you, do you get together for New Year's Day and watch the watch the bowl games? What goes on? Well, here's the thing. I, growing up, we we had Hanukkah, but we also had stockings, and this was there. We didn't have a Christmas tree, but we always had stockings. And I was so excited on Christmas to run out and see what was in my stockings. And of course, we, you know, we had Hanukkah. But to me, holiday Thanksgiving is every day. Okay. I, what I do, I, 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 th I think about my life and maybe people want to do this. I have uh, something called review board that I used to do in college with my friend, Greg Lever. And we used to have a review board of all the people that are in our life. And we voted some of them out and we moved on to a new year, clean slate and you move on. And uh, for me, I got rid of a lot of people this year, a lot. And I'm so happy I did because you know what? The jealousy, toxicity, uh, bitter, you know, I'm, uh, why me, you know, all those people, I don't have time for them anymore, Fish. They're ne they, you know, as you get older, you say you want to change, you say you want to do this and that, but mostly everybody resorts back to who they are before they say those words. And also with exercise, you know, everybody at the, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to lose 25 pounds, right? So they start on a program couple of weeks go by, boom, right to In-N-Out Burger. Oh I'm, oh, I'm talking about myself. You know, diets don't last very long. So for me, the holidays are to put the past in the past, make some changes in your life that are healthy 
and make you happy and move on to a new year. And I'm into numerology. 2024 is going to be spectacular. And it's going to be spectacular for you, sir. We're going to be working together on screen. I'm telling you, get ready. Get to an acting coach. I I have a different. I have I, I am in an acting school. Try bartending every night for forty three years, and try multitasking with different personalities. You are good. Yeah, you it's not the good. same as going through the fucking drive through of Chick Fil A and trying to smooth some eighteen year old girl. You know that. Oh, you know, and Brad's got it made because you got the beautiful, beautiful dog Annie, and that and you know, that, that oh, saying. How do you get a girl? How do you get a girl take a dog and a kid to the beach? You know, or yeah. go through a drive through. That being said, I look at the holidays a little bit differently. You you get rid of people, I add people. I, I add people. I want to move on to the next year and take everything good that I got from the people that left us. Because everyone leaves you in a year. You know, you, we lost a good friend and Dave Brown left us in oh, March. He had affect your life. You know, I ju- I you just, think about I what just, his family's going yeah. through through the holidays. Because the holidays stink for a lot of people. Okay, because yeah. oh, of yeah. that. Yeah. So you take those memories. And you move forward in this. And then you look at this. I look at the holidays as this. I'm blessed that when someone leaves us, someone comes in your life. I mean, you were in my life 30 some odd years ago, but now we have this relationship. I didn't talk to you for 25 years because you're, I have to admit, I have to admit your balls smelled really bad. That's called. Well, now, we know, now we know what to do about that. <laughs> I know, exactly. Have me over some of your royalties. You know, let me tell you something, Fish. Here's the bottom line you live your life. You be kind to people like John Orlando said, okay? You do the right thing. What you put out in life comes back to you. It's called karma, okay? There's been a lot of karma this year that's going to find people. And you do it, you, you get up every morning, you do the best you can, and the next day is a clean slate. You start all over again. My dad taught me that. And you know what? We're doing a good thing here. I'm having Every time I see your punam, every time I see your face, every time I hear your voice, it makes me smile. Because we're doing I'm a good-looking guy. I'm a really handsome you man. You are. I am. And I'm very cold. safe in my skin. Am I the best-looking guy on this podcast? Yes. <laughs> the two pay like I love a guy who makes a joke and then laughs at his own joke. I, why not? Well, Jerry well, Lewis did the same thing. Jerry Lewis every time I told a joke, he laughed. Because you know, he's the only one thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Right, now, uh, what are you doing for the holidays? Uh, your beautiful. Son, I'm Max. off. I mean, I'm lucky. Well, first of all. My beautiful son Max was born on December 25th. Oh, He's a Christmas baby. Great. So we're gonna spend the day. The Raiders play the Chiefs. Hey, here we go. And um, <laughs> so we'll we'll enjoy that, and you know, and and, and I'm just gonna enjoy it. my granddaughter and my wife uh, will cook, and you know, it's, yeah. it's nice and dri- Hey, did you get the rains? It's nice. It's we're getting the rains. I think you guys got. So it's going to be yeah. a, a, a dreary, you know, stay in the house, watch TV, watch sports, right. and hope Draymond Green doesn't strangle anybody. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I listen back to Draymond Green for one second. He punched a guy out, and he's still on the team. They got rid of uh, Jordan Poole, and they kept him and signed him to a hundred million dollar contract. So you tell me, he's not going anywhere. But they just have to calm him, calm his ass down. He's just all over the place. And he gets, you know, he has that anger in him, which makes him who he is. But, you know, is 41 in the books. Bye. Love you. Happy holidays. We'll see you I next want to year. Send love to everybody. Good health, good happiness. Remember, money doesn't buy happiness. Your health is your wealth. Correct, Fish? Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, 
And thank you, Dave Linden, our announcer. Take us out, Dave Linden. We'll see you soon. Oh, we have one more show before the new year? I believe we Maybe. Do. I don't know. I thought you were quitting. <laughs> I am. I'm trying to get rid of you. You know, you know, you could be our tech guy. I'll get somebody to take Yeah, right. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you'll be the tech guy. Yeah. We're we're shit out of luck. You do that very Trust well. Me. If 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 I'm the tech guy, if I'm in the movie slices, I'm the first guy to get killed. All right. <laughs> I love it. Dave Linden. Love you too, man. Thanks for contributing. Here we go. You've been listening to the Fat Fish Podcast. Heard on all your favorite platforms. Until next time. (laughs) Shout out to Nanny. You're Nanny too, buddy. And you're Nanny 